the podcast. This is a weekly podcast by Denver Transplants. I'm Andrew. And I'm Mateo. And this is You Are From Here. Episode 49. 49, 49. Howdy, peeps. How we doing? How 49. we doing? Hopefully, you got a chance to get out to the mountains this weekend because the smoke is gone and the leaf peeping is on point. You are a leaf peeping machine this weekend. Like I'm, I'm telling you, though, it, it is on point. It's one of those where you are driving and an entire hill is covered in yellow, orange, and red with a little bit of green and then evergreen. It's it's pitch, it's picturesque. Yeah. I, it sound, I mean, that's what we we're saying. Yeah, I love – you should have taken pictures and put it on our – It did. I put one. Oh, you did? Okay, good. I don't want to bombard everybody with how amazing – No, everyone needs to be bombarded with leaf peeping. Okay. Well, I will update this week because I'll probably try to get out there again. Um, Fair enough. Do you follow up on our fall thing? Do we have an update on PSLs with Carly? Ooh, Carly, how many pumpkin spice lattes have you had this season? She said four. (laughs) Four? Let's go. That's big. Keep the count coming. It's only only September 20th. We got a long way to go. I don't think I've told her that. We're, We're keeping a tally on your PSL consumption. She goes, oh, lovely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, Matt, you want to tell them about the episode this week? Yeah. So, we are back on our interview game. So, so we interviewed a couple, Damien and Jessica, who are the co-owners of the Beer Spa, which is a spa brewery fusion concept. And I'm not going to go much more into it because you'll listen to the episode and get all your information but Jessica and Damien are awesome power couple that really brought a really cool concept to Denver. So that is what we're going to spend most of our episode on this week. So we'll go through a couple of our just normal starting spots, but the focus point of this episode will be our interview on the beer spa. So super fun. I think you guys will like it a lot. Mm -hmm. I would say it's like pretty inspirational. I mean, to just debrief for a second, the fact that both decided to quit their jobs, go to Europe for 14 months, right? figure out what they want to do and come up with the beer spa is just like, uh, it's very inspirational. I don't know if I could ever pull the trigger, but maybe one day. Well, you want to talk about due diligence, right? It's like <laughs> most people just like, they're, they decide they want to go do something and they say, this sounds like a great idea because they saw it somewhere else in the U.S., and that's the coolest part about their concept is it was a 14 month due diligence process of figuring out, they knew they wanted to open something. They just didn't know what, right. And they're like, okay, well, let's go travel around the world for 14 months, find out what we love, what would go do well in the U S and that's how they got that. So yeah, it's, it's crazy, crazy story. Really yeah. cool. So you guys, yeah. will, you guys will really like the episode for sure. So things this week that things this week that I thought were, Interesting. Uh, I didn't really see anything that was that exciting, but one big one that was released, I believe it was today or in the last couple of days, the new CDC data, which, you know, we're not talking about COVID CDC. We're talking about, I think it is still the same CDC, but we're not talking about COVID. Yep. <laughs> um, we are talking about Colorado 
having the lowest number of adults with obesity in 2020 compared to any other state. So in Colorado, 24.2% of Colorado adults reported having obesity last year, which is actually the lowest number of adults in the United States. So, and why it matters, the big reason why I think the CDC is releasing this is obesity is linked to a number of health complications ranging from heart disease and cancer to increased risk of COVID hospitalizations. And um, from what I've read, it seems like Colorado is doing a pretty good job on the COVID front in hospitals. So maybe that's the reason why, maybe not, but just exciting news. Obviously we all knew that we were fit and healthy and like to get out and be active, but this just solidifies a little bit further. Thanks, Trey. Yeah. And that's still higher than I thought. Like for us being number one, still almost a quarter of our adults have quote unquote obesity. It's like, God, that's still, that's brutal. I don't even want to know what the worst, probably like, you know, Mississippi or Alabama always seem to be on the worst end. And that's probably, you know, what, 50% or something, which is just crazy to me. You're right though. It does go through Texas, kind of through Alabama, Louisiana, up through um, Michigan and those areas. So it is kind of like that, not really like the East side of the Midwest is kind of where it's hitting and kind of most of the South. So Pretty interesting. Um, So, and I guess, you know, I'll keep going with it. What did you learn this week? Yeah. What did you learn, Sweat? Yeah. um, Now, I know none of us that listen to this podcast, and I know Matt and I for sure don't drink and drive, but I thought there was an interesting law in Colorado that made it a little bit different than maybe what you're used to in your typical states since a lot of us aren't from here. So for DUIs, there's actually kind of two different categories within the DUI category. There's the driving while ability impaired, and then there's the driving under the influence. So most people think of DUI as driving under the influence. You just blow like a 0.08, a higher or higher alcohol blood content. And that's typically you get a DUI and you deal with all the repercussions. In Colorado, that is considered DUI, but it's called a DUI per se, um, which basically just says you're driving un- under the influence and you're impaired and you're b- above a 0.08. However, the interesting part is between the levels, if you blow a level of between 0.05, but less than like above 0.05, but less than 0.08, it's technically a DWAI, which is a driving while in ability impaired. And this is, the charge is a little bit less than what a DUI is, but basically saying that you're impaired in driving. And so you're still going to get slapped on the wrist. The biggest difference between the two is the DWAI. You don't get your license suspended versus a DUI you do on the first occasion. So for a DUI per se, which is when you blow up when I are higher and you're impaired, you can get the miss. It's a misdemeanor. It's five five days to one year in jail, six hundred dollars to a thousand dollars, forty eight to ninety six hours of public service, and then nine months license suspension, and then you can possibly be up to two years of probation in a possible alcohol education class. So obviously that's like the big full one. That's the more serious one. And then if you go to the DWAI, which is still pretty. Um, pretty bad you get 
You can have two days to 180 days in jail, a fine of 200 to $500, and then 24 to 48 hours of community service. So not as bad, but still definitely something you don't want to deal with. But I thought the main thing to learn here is that we all kind of grew up thinking, you know, you can have two beers, three beers, and if you blow below 0.08, that you're okay. And like, that's not illegal. In the state of Colorado, if you're below 0.08, but you're above 0.05, that you are impaired, the ability impaired to drive, um, then you can still get in trouble for it. So good things to know if you're drinking and driving. At the end of the day, just take an Uber, take a Lyft. I promise you it won't cost you 200 to $500 unless you're maybe like going from like Breckenridge to the airport. Right, right. That is interesting, dude. Because I, yeah, you're, I mean, you're exactly right. You know, you hear DUI, DWI, all that stuff. And it's 0.08. Right. And, and so mm-hmm. in Denver, it technically you're, the limit really is actually 0.05, which yeah. is, you know, it's still pretty minuscule, but man, I mean, that, that, that's, yeah, I think that's like one beer maybe like depending on what beer you're drinking. And so just be careful, be safe. It's not, yeah, I think you're, you're, you're exactly it. So I'm like the end of, at the end of the day, informative, but I just, Uber and Lyft, it's just easier. It's like risk-free. I mean, it's not, no Lyft or Uber is going to be so expensive to where it's like, oh yeah, I'm just going to drive home. You know, it's not worth it. Yeah. So, yeah. And I would say, I would say just to adjust Matt's coming, he said Denver, but it is in the state of Colorado. So it's not just Denver, it's all of Colorado. So if you're out of Denver, you're in Denver, this rule still applies and just take an Uber or Lyft. Or call Matt or I, and you know, we'll pick you up sometime. Call Sweat. I'm not picking you up. I love you, but I'm, I'm probably, I'm probably drinking right there with you if it's the weekend. So I, you don't want me picking you up. <laughs> uh, hey, at least he's, at least he's honest. At least he's honest. I do love you guys. It's out of love. I will, I will schedule a lift for you to come pick you up. There you go. I love it. Everybody's, everybody, call Matt. Get his cell phone. DM us. Hit him up. Get a ride. We'll try, baby. Lift gang. Uber gang. Yeah. So Matt, with that, uh, what, where did we go this week? So we, we went to the Denver barbecue festival and this is an odd one sweat just because it's, it's once a year that it's already happened. So it's, it's not that we, you know, you can't really do a where'd you go and have this, you know, be where you can still go in that year. It's just, it's just probably the nature. It's the nature of the beast with these festivals. Right. But I wanted to talk about it because it does come every year. And if you love barbecue and are interested, just keep an eye out for it in the 2022 season because it was pretty fun. So essentially what it is, and they have differing mass, differing numbers of pit masters, but they had this year 12 different pit masters from all sorts of different states. So they had one from Mississippi. They had one in St. Louis, Missouri. They had one in Texas. They had one in Louisiana, had a couple in Colorado. They're from all over. And essentially what they do is they, they have about three menu items that you can go to. And you can go and do little samples of, you know, brisket or ribs or Brussels sprouts or mac and cheese or whatever they are selling. And you can go and just bop around at these different barbecue, you know, they're calling them pit masters, the different pit masters. And you can essentially have barbecue from all across the U.S. in, you know, an hour, which is pretty cool. And so, you know, we went and I had a short rib from Louisiana. And then I went and had brisket from Texas. And then I had brisket from Illinois and some Brussels sprouts from, I think, Mississippi. So it's like, I I was all over the board there. So 
it's a really cool spot. I definitely recommend it. It is it, this year, and I don't know if this is every year, but this year it was in the parking lot of Mile High Stadium. So you essentially go, parking's 10 bucks right there, and it's a two-minute walk to where the barbecue place is. And they have all sorts of beers. They have a bunch of cool, they have live music. They have barbecue demos, which is really cool. So you'll have people like the Green Egg, and you'll have people like Green Mountain Grill that will actually do a live demo where they actually are cooking like ribs and showing you how they do it. And it's also, you know, it's meant to be informative, but it's also, who are we kidding? It's supposed to be a sales pitch also, right? So still cool, very interesting. And I literally left that place and I've never gotten so close to buying a smoker in my entire life. But it's like, you just get around that environment and it's like, man, this is so freaking cool. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, they have like a bunch of places that have like rubs and seasonings and sauces. Like it's just all things barbecue in one spot. Yeah. So I have a, I have a couple of questions. I have talked to a couple of people about this because I, I was thinking about going. Is, is it better to, would you say, I know you didn't do the all you can eat, all you can drink, but do you think it was better to do it as like show up, buy whatever you want and do that? Or do you think it was better to do the all you could eat, all you could drink? Tough question. We, we, they sold out quick, so we didn't have the option to do that. So if I, I would say my answer depends on, do you like to drink and do you like to eat barbecue? If you don't like to drink, it's, it's all you can eat, all you can drink signature cocktails for the day. You can buy it. You have to, one pass doesn't give you the whole Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You have to buy a pass for a, a certain day. I would say if, if, I had the option to buy that pass. I would say it's definitely worth it, but I also like to drink and I love to eat barbecue. I could eat a thousand pounds of barbecue. I would say though, that I would feel obligated to stay the whole time, which we stayed a long time, but like when it started getting dark, they start shutting like alcohol sales down. And it's like, you know, it's that the beauty of coming when you're paying like a la carte is you can come and go as you want. You don't have to feel bad. But if I had the option, 100%, would do the, the, and that's called the pit pass is what, is what you're talking about. And so okay. the, pit, the pit pass, you get, you avoid lines, you get free drinks and you get all you can eat barbecue. So I would say it's definitely worth it. I think it was like 150 bucks or around there. I, I can't look now because they all sold out. And it won't even let me show me a price anymore, but it's around hundred to 150 bucks for a day. And I would say the samples for like the brisket that I was looking at, you get about two slices of brisket for like nine bucks. So they're pretty proud of it. But I think if you're drinking, if you get there, right at open, you're, you're eating, drinking, you get your money's worth if you're like me. So I would definitely do it if you have the option. Okay. And so you'd say, I guess one more question. I, I would imagine how bad were lines for just the regular people that didn't get the pit pass? And then price-wise for the range of food, you said $9 for brisket, but what was like kind of the range? And do you like give, give a little more background on that? I'm just thinking for, for yeah. next year, people, if they want to go, I know this event, I think it's like the third annual and it seems like it's going to be an event that's going to be here for a long time. Yeah. So it depends. So like the Brussels sprouts that I had were like $4. So I think in Mac and cheese ran like five or $6. So I would say you're probably looking at the range. I didn't see anything over nine. And that's usually your briskets, which obviously is going to be the most expensive. So I think it's, you're looking at a range probably from like four to 12, depending on, they did have some like sandwiches and stuff. Like um, they had a Euro, they had like a brisket Euro, which I'm sure was probably more expensive than just 
nine bucks, just judging off the price. I don't know, but I would say for me, it was four to nine was the range. I would say if I had everything, it'd probably be close to like four to 12, depending on that. And what about lines? Oh yeah. And the lines. So the lines, it depends on where you want to go. The longest line we waited in was, was probably 10 minutes. So it wasn't hugely like there wasn't a crazy line, you know, where you would wait 45 minutes and just, you know, lose all your time. But yeah, I would say the longest line we had was 10 minutes. But I mean, if you have good friends and you're drinking a beer, like you really, it doesn't, you don't even notice that you're in line for 10 minutes. It's just kind of, you're just drinking and hanging out. So I would say the longest line that I saw was probably 10 to 15 minutes. And you can be relatively strategic because it's it, what I noticed is the crowd kind of followed each other. So like the, like the Louisiana one that had like this award winning, like um, short ribs, which are really good. There was a really long line and we were like, ah, let's not do that. We waited 45 minutes and that line essentially like moved to the Texas one and Louisiana was wide open. So it's like you kind of, if you avoid the, the herd, you can actually be more strategic. It usually tends to move a little bit. Which was which was interesting. So I would say yeah. 15 minutes probably at max is what I saw. But again, I went on Friday. I didn't go Saturday or Sunday. So. And what would you rate it? Man, I love barbecue. I, I love the event. It is a little pricey. Beers were like 12 bucks, but they're tall boys. And you know the nine dollars for two strips of brisket is pricey, but you, you get what you. I mean, it's part of the experience, right? So I would give it. I'd give it like a seven seven. I really enjoyed it. I had a great time. I've had better brisket and better barbecue, but I'm also lived in Texas for 10 years. I don't know where you can find, you know, you're not going to people that are traveling, you have good quality stuff, but it's just hard to compete. Right. So we had really good stuff. It was cool because we got to mix and match like ribs and brisket and, you know, all sorts of sausage and all sorts of stuff. So I liked it. Seven sevens, my, my rating and definitely recommend next year. If you haven't gone, go. Nice. I like it. We'll remind you guys next year when it's coming up, we'll try to get out of it when the pit passes or pit masters, all you can eat, all you can drink is available. Um, just an FYI, we did a, what did you, where did you go? And then also we're going to have the beer spot will be the, where did you go this week? Matt and I were kind of lazy and stayed home and didn't get out that much outside and uh, do the, what did you try? So we had two, where did you go? So but that's, I mean, that, that's the authenticity of the podcast, right? It's like not every time, like, yeah, if we like, we, we have lazy weekends too. We're not doing something every week. You know, we try to, but yeah, it's like, yeah, sue us. All right. Yeah. We went, we went to a couple places. All right. We just ate Chipotle and got fat and sat at home. All right. So leave us alone. Oh, you went to legal Pete's. Don't lie to people. Well, I did go. Yeah. I, 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 I mix and match. You never know what I, I like to keep everyone on their toes around here. So you never know where, where I'll be next, but Chipotle. Awesome. Illegal peds, come on. Yeah. That. That's the episode, guys. So that's that's a little preview. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. It was great talking with you guys. I hope it was as good for you as it was for me and Sweat. Um, but, yeah, here's the episode. Again, Damien and Jessica, they are the co-owners and co-founders of the Beer Spa. So sit back, relax, enjoy all things beer and all things spa. We love you guys. Smell you next week. Peace. All right, everyone. Well, we have Jessica and Damien here. They are the founders of the Beer Spa. Jessica, Damien, thank you so much for joining us today. 
Thanks for having us. So I was reading on your guys' website. Your story is outlined on your website. It's a pretty cool and crazy story. But for the listeners here, will you just kind of outline your story, how you got here, and, you know, why, where the inspiration for the Beer Spa started? Sure, yeah. Um, So in addition to business partners, Damien and I are husband and wife. Uh, Damien is from Paris, France originally. I am from Florida. Um, And we both relocated without knowing each other to New York City in 2016 for our corporate jobs. Um, We actually met on Bumble, which is really a fun little tidbit that is not on the website. So dating app success story. Um, We ended up getting married about nine months after we met and we were always uh, knew we wanted to open a business together. I mean, we clicked instantly. Um, We were always talking about different business ideas. We knew we wanted to do something different, not a coffee shop or a restaurant. Um, Damien being from France and me having traveled a lot before, we knew there was a lot of interesting concepts out there in the world that just haven't been brought to the United States yet. Um, So in 2017, uh, just a couple of months after getting married, we decided, you know, now's the time. We don't have kids. We don't have a mortgage. So we quit our corporate jobs, Um, we packed two backpacks, we sold everything we owned, and we hit the road for a 14-month world tour um, in search of inspiration and unique business ideas. So we ended up going to 25 countries, Um, we saw a lot of really cool things, and about halfway into our travels is when we ended up in Poland. Um, Another fun little tidbit about that is I had always wanted to flip a coin to decide the next destination. We were in um, Chiang Mai, Thailand at the time, and we were deciding if we wanted to go to China or go to Eastern Europe. Um, So we flipped the coin and the coin ended up telling us Eastern Europe. So the next day we bought a flight ticket and headed there. And our first stop was Poland, which is where we discovered our first beer spa. So if the coin would have landed on China, we might be opening a a hand-pulled noodle shop, which, you know, is still a, a possibility. Um, But yeah, we found our first beer spa in Zakopane, Poland. It's in the Polish Alps. Um, it was this kind of wood cabin. You sit in a beer bath. They had a keg next to the tub. So it's, you know, all you can drink. They had a little sauna. You laid in a bed hay after your beer bath, um, which, which the, the bed of hay was not super comfortable, but it was interesting nonetheless. Um, and pretty immediately we knew that that was the concept that we wanted to get started. It brought together so many things that we love, craft beer, wellness. Um, We also just thought that there was a big gap in the spa marketplace and in the United States. I mean, everything is so transactional, especially the chains, like your massage envies and things like that. It's like you go in, you get your massage and you leave. It's not a place where you want to hang out or chill or bring friends. Um, So throughout the rest of our travels, we went to a couple of other beer spas, one in Prague, as well as one in Budapest. Um, and then we just explored spa cultures around the world. So we went to the onsens in Japan, the Jimjabangs in South Korea, and took bits and pieces of different spas from around the world and started creating our business plan for what is now the beer spa. Um, we had never been to Denver before, though, but we knew New York was going to be too expensive and oversaturated for the tourism market. Um, so while we were still on the road, it was mainly in Australia. We were there for about a month, um, just like we were house sitting, actually pet sitting, and we were just like writing our business plan, doing market research. We spent more time planning the business than we did actually exploring uh, Australia. Um, but we decided on Denver. And so right when we got back, which was December um, 2019, we headed right to Denver um, and then, you know, began our journey of finding funding and opening this place. 
Yeah, we actually seminary 2019. Yeah. Uh, so, um, uh, but you know, the why behind is more how we can break the stigma that the day spa is meant to be for women. Um, in the US here, uh, you know, wellness for men means to go to the gym and lifting 50 pounds of steel. While uh, the woman can go and have a facial or have a good time uh, just by themselves. And, you know, there's always that stigma that a man, you know, a man going to a day spa, I mean, what, why? You know, there's always that little stigma and that's after that or even judgment. So, um, of course, we, we, we loved um, a beer spa in Poland. Actually, my grandparents back in the, in the 60s used beer for their hair and skin. Um, so it, it kind of like clicked in your mind that using beer ingredients for wellness purposes is actually something very popular in Eastern Europe. And using fermented uh, ingredients more than in Asia is as well something very popular. But in America, it's very different. So. Um, how we can somehow shake the, the industry and make sure that a man feel as much welcome as a woman and how we can be inclusive and making, you know, I, I think the culture of tub here in America, we do, we, we, they call it hot tub, but what we have here is not hot tub, it's very different. It's not a hot tub experience, but my point is, it is very important to emphasize the fact that there is not such a concept that is inclusive in America, unfortunately. And if you wanted to make inclusive, it's a hot springs where there's 500 people soaking in the same pool for, for, during a hot summer day and who knows what you have in the pool. Uh, so we took the best of both world. Uh, in, in America, you cannot have people walking naked in front of each other with beers in hands. That's not gonna work. In America, you need to have privacy cleanless and cleanless more important than ever because of COVID-19 and uh, uh, a sense of being inclusive. Uh, you know, in, in Japan or South Korea or even in, in Germany or in France, you have those ensign or those big spas where family all together, the two parents with the three kids go for a full day where they do all of those hydrotherapies, uh, circuits, they have fun, then they sauna, steam bath, and then you go and have a beer and have a meal, and then you go again. And he took that communal aspect for the tap room, which is what you see behind me, and, um, and the privacy part of having your own, like a, it's like your own hotel room, basically, where you have your own private privacy, uh, and you, you can create a certain bond with your significant other or friend, because this is what wellness is about thinking about yourself, taking it easy on yourself, and uh, you know, having a, being able to connect with your significant other or friend in a different environment. Um, so that's what we, that's where the DNA lay on um, to be able to, to come up with that concept here in America. Awesome. I would imagine that six month period of figuring out what kind of spot you guys wanted to open was pretty relaxing. Probably the most relaxing time of your life. I would say so. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. I'll say that. Yeah, I feel like it's six months of doing market research on spas would be pretty nice. Uh, yeah, and we still get to do that today, which is great. So as part of um, Damien and I, as well as our leadership team, 
uh, once a quarter, we pay for everyone to go to a different spa in Denver um, to do some market research. So another kind of fun perk of being in the industry. I, I yeah. would say this, Andrew. I would say this. Sometime at night when we're starting to write the checks to all of the subcontractors and building that place, I was like, you really think people won't want to bath in beer? <laughs> And and yes, <laughs> thanks God they do. But um, I think uh, from my view, uh, it was quite in the race because it, it's 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 something that doesn't exist. So um, the idea is, is how we would market this and educate people that no, this is not a bath of PBR. No, it's not a bath of Budweiser. It's it's basically a giant herbal bath, and there's no fermentation whatsoever. So um, so this really helped us to sleep at night. And be sure that uh, we were on the right track to 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 market something unique. Yeah, I love that. So I guess to give everybody a little bit more, I mean, obviously we've done quite a bit of research ourselves, and I know I plan to go in the next month or two. I would book to, but if you've never been, how would you explain the beer spot to somebody? Like, what is the experience, and like, what is included when you go to the beer spot? Yeah, that's a great question. So. The beer spa is a day spa and a craft beer tap room combined into one. So the first half of our facility is a self-serve tap room. Um, we have 10 different taps that you can choose from. Five of them, we feature a partner brewery of the month. It's always local. Right now we have Dry Dock. Next month we'll be with Beer Stad. So we always feature five of their beers. And then on our other five taps, we always have our house beer that Spice Trade created for us. It's called a spa sidekick. It's a cucumber lemon gosa. It tastes like fresh pressed cucumber juice and it's super delicious. We like to say other spas have their cucumber water. So we have our cucumber beer. Um, we also have a gluten-free beer, a cider from Stem, and then a red wine and a rosé from Infinite Monkey. So even though we're a beer spa, you don't have to drink beer. Um, and then we have great local non-alcoholic beverages as well. So hop tea, we have um, kombucha from Happy Leaf, and then non-alcoholic craft beer from Groovy. And again, these are all local companies. Um, so how the experience works is you check in 30 minutes early, um, you hang out, you do a little flight of beer or beverages, you do a little tasting um, and start to ease into the experience. Then at your appointment time, one of our beer therapists, which is the name of our employees, um, they'll come and give you a tour of the facility and then drop you off in your private beer therapy room. So we have four of these private beer therapy rooms inside each room. You have an infrared sauna, a rain shower, and a beer bath. Um, as Damien was alluding to, the bath is not filled with PBR or cores, even though that would probably be appropriate in Denver. Um, but we have a giant uh, tea bag, essentially, that's filled with hops and malt that we get from our partner brewery of the month it always matches one of the beers that we have on tap. So right now it's the hops and malt um, from Dry Dock's Apricot Blonde as well as their Apricot Sour. And then we add different herbs every season. So we have an in-house herbalist um, that comes up with different additions. So for example, last month we did eucalyptus, this month we're doing caraway seeds. Um, and that giant tea bag steeps in the water um, and creates a therapeutic herbal bath. Um, so when you're in the room, we suggest starting with 20 minutes in the infrared sauna so you can sweat, detox, open your pores in preparation for the beer bath. Then you're going to do a quick cold shower. So going from the hot to the cold back to the warm is great for your circulation. And then you're going to end with the rest of the time in the beer bath. Um, you have 90 minutes in this room and you can have one or two people in the room at a time. 
Um, and of course you can provide, or you can bring your beverages with you from the tap room to the room. So we have these insulated stainless steel tumblers that we give you when you check in to make sure your drinks stay nice and cold. No one wants to drink a warm beer while they're in there. Um, and then if you need to top off your beverages while you're in your beer therapy room, um, you can either throw on the robe and slippers and go out to the tap room and top off the drinks yourself. Um, or we have room service. So we have a little bell that you can push. Our beer therapist will head over, knock on your door, grab your tumblers, and then bring them back full for you. Um, so that's really the, the main event is these private beer therapy rooms. Um, after your session ends, you have an option to add on a zero gravity massage. So these are very high-tech robotics-enabled massage chairs that we discovered in South Korea and Japan. And they give you a full body massage for 15 or 30 minutes. And again, that's optional. I'd say 50 to 75% of our customers do add that on afterwards. Um, and then you can hang out in the tap room for as long as you would like after your session. So there's no time limit. That was something that was really important for us that people can really hang out, relax, drink. You don't need to feel pressured to leave. Um, and then we do have a lot of neighbors as well that just come and drink a beer and do the massage chairs. You don't have to do the beer therapy rooms, especially we book out pretty far in advance. So if you want to just come check the place out, um, but you don't have a, a booking available for the private beer therapy rooms, you can just swing by um, and grab a beer and then use the massage chairs. All right. And what about like the, the and Damien, you kind of mentioned this too, and you guys both like the herbal baths. So like what? what is the benefit that like hops will give you soaking in hops like specifically? Yeah, so hops is a natural sedative. It's actually a cousin of marijuana. That's why really hoppy beers um, actually tend to make people sleepier. Uh, so the aromatherapy from the hops will help you to relax. And then the barley and uh, the malted barley is packed with um, B vitamins, antioxidants and nutrients. So it's great for your hair, nails and skin. Um, and then the different herbs, depending on what we're using, will do different things. So for example, eucalyptus we did last month, it was great for any sort of sinus issues. Um, and yeah, we use all sorts of different fun things, but um, there's really a lot of benefits to it. This isn't a gimmicky thing where we're just like, come bathe in beer. Um, your hair and skin will feel awesome, nice and smooth, especially uh, with how dry it is here in Denver. It really helps um, to alleviate the dryness and just add moisture back into it. Um, and then just from the hops and smelling the tea bag, um, you, you really relax. And I'm sure, you know, a pint or two of beer helps to contribute to that as well. Um, but our guests say that they've never felt so relaxed before. And, and highlighting uh, a part of what Jessica is saying is we have few people with eczema coming on a regular basis uh, and told us that they have, they buy lotion, they try to treat their, what they have in their skin. Uh, and uh, Orbath actually helped them to just naturally uh, help them. And that's pretty incredible to us. So uh, this is, that was very important to us. Uh, I think in, in Eastern Europe, uh, it's more like a party oriented place, a mm -hmm. bit more gimmicky. Uh, they actually, uh, they have a different process to integrate the ingredients in the bath. Here, we, it took a long time of research and development from us to, to really make sure that there's a huge impact. Uh, something else that is actually pretty cool is uh, this is such a dry city here. Uh, and usually the average is after two or three showers, so we're talking about two or three days, your skin still would be as soft as when you get out of the bath. And uh, 
trust me, here in Denver, it's really dry. <laughs> and so um, I, I, it's pretty cool to, to, to make sure that your hair and your skin and, and your entire body without anything. Of course, we have beer body lotion, beer shampoo, have all of this fun stuff. But our bath is actually pretty magical. And we're always continuing uh, working on our magic recipes to make sure that you have a, a, an impact on your body and uh, it acts as well as like a, an aromatherapy. So we want to make sure that when you get out, uh, we see you relaxing somewhere. And it's pretty cool to see you uh, like closing your eyes, like uh, it's the people were checking, you know, actually not the same people when they, they, <laughs> they, they get out of the bath. It's just such a, a transformation. Yeah, it sounds like it'd be pretty awesome people watching. Day, every day. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I'm French, so we love watching people, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love that. Um, so I guess you kind of mentioned like the, the benefits are kind of similar in the family of like cannabis and marijuana. And I guess, was that like kind of one of the reasons you guys picked Denver is you kind of saw that we were always kind of experimental with everything or was it mainly just because it was like a heavy beer city or was it just kind of on a whim you liked Denver? <laughs> and and you're, you're right. So, so first of all, business-wise, uh, New York City is a very competitive market and you need to have big, big pockets to make your dream and objectives come true. Uh, and we wanted to be in a market where we would make an impact. Jessica and I has always been very entrepreneurial. We have a bunch of mentors and every time we, we take a decision business-wise, we want to create a positive impact. So where can we be to create an impact? New York City? Yes, but you need to have money. So uh, we didn't have money. We didn't have anything, actually. Uh, we were looking at Boston, Chicago, Portland, Austin, um, all of the cities because of the beer scene, mm -hmm. uh, basically. Uh, and of course, Denver, of course. Uh, then we were looking at, well, we don't have anything. We have a tiny little bit cash in hands, and this project is so capital, uh, capital intensive. intensive. So how can we make sure that we have a little bit of support from some institutions here uh, in the city? Denver came first in terms of uh, supporting small business uh, to get started uh, when the owners doesn't have anything or just a tiny bit. Of course, the beer scene, Denver, uh, some people would say it's San Diego, some people would say it's Portland. Of course, some people would say it's Denver. Denver is the maker of the craft beer here in the US, and we believe that. But the most important thing is, of course, the fact that uh, Denver somehow lives in the future. All of those concepts, such as Chipotle or Codoba or Smash Burger or Crocs or all of those companies, were born here in Denver or in Colorado. So you are like pioneers, some innovation and, and something at taking risk. And yes, ugly, ugly boots will indeed work. That's amazing. Like and, and that's amazing. I mean, that, that's so incredible. Uh, it works in Paris too. <laughs> so it, it's just incredible. And mostly as well, very important, the wellness. And so uh, Colorado is the healthiest states in the US. The least uh, obese states. Yes, they measure that with the obesity level and you have only 18% of obese, which is, uh, of course, uh, from different countries in Europe, it's, it's huge, oh, wow. but <laughs> here it, it, people love hiking, getting out, that nine to five routine work-life balance. It's not the East Coast where it's go, 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 go. And the West Coast where it's as well different. So 
all of those reasons pushed us to come here in Denver, but many as well, the support for small business, not only from the institutions, but as well from the people, from the people. I mean, today we see it like the neighbors, even before being the business, they were like, how can I buy a gift card? Can I make my booking now? I want to book now, but we're not open. I, I cannot even take your money. So that's all of the love, the support and, and the, the beer and the, uh, the healthiest, the healthy uh, lifestyle that pushed us to come here in Denver. And um, I never been in Denver. I was always the East Coast, West Coast and Florida for work purpose. Um, Denver is genuinely people so amazing and uh, true they're so supportive it's not fake it's now truly here to make sure that you succeed and, and that's just so incredible yeah and taking that even one step further so why you know you guys bought or you're in a historic building in five points so where why five points in your area as opposed to low high or the highlands or some other areas yeah that's a great question so um, a lot of it ties back to how we got our funding. So half of our uh, loans came from the city of Denver, from the Office of Economic Development. So they have these great um, low interest rate loans for small businesses that are high risk, that can't get traditional funding. So in order to get this loan, we had to go and pitch, I think we went to 20 banks, like all of the big guys, the Bank of America, Chase's, you know, all those uh, big what? ones. Uh, what? A beer spot? Well, they're like, let me yeah. know when I want to come, but come back once you have, you know, two years of PL that you can show us. So right. we had to get rejected from all these different banks um, and then show that to the city of Denver. And we're fortunate enough that they took the chance on us. Um, but with that, we had a lot of geographic restriction. So it being the Office of Economic Development, we had to be in an area that was in need of economic development. So um, automatically that crossed out Cherry Creek, Low High, the heart of Rhino, the heart right. of Lodo. Um, and we wanted to be in a place that was really felt like authentic Denver. You know, we didn't want to even be in the heart of Rhino. It's all so new. Um, it's like the hip trendy thing of today. Um, but we also didn't want to be in a strip plaza on Colorado Boulevard. So we had narrowed it down to um, three different areas. We were looking on Colfax. Um, we were looking in five points and then we were looking on South Broadway. Um, so anytime that we had a potential commercial space in mind, we'd have to look at the HUD map um, and make sure that it was 51% or more low to moderate income, this specific address, um, which is funny. Some places like our address would be fine, but the building directly across the street on the other side of Broadway would not be okay. Um, and then a second layer to that is that a lot of uh, commercial spaces have basements here or on a second level and our tubs are extremely heavy. So we have the tubs themselves, then you have 120 gallons of water, then you have two people inside, um, all within a four foot diameter. Um, so in any place that had a basement, we would have had to structurally reinforce the floor, which we obviously did not have money for. So um, that again, crossed off like half of the eligible places. Um, anytime there was a basement, we couldn't do it. Um, and we wanted a pretty large square footage as well. And just a lot of the um, cookie cutter strip plaza type of locations just didn't give us the space that we needed. So. Um, we're super happy with our location. This building was built in 1904. There's a ton of history. Um, we live in Five Points as well, just a five-minute walk from here. Um, there's just so much history in this neighborhood. 
Um, you have such a great mix of being close to a lot of the tourist attractions and we're, we're right off of the L light rail so you can get downtown easily. But then we have all these great neighborhoods um, and a lot of people that live nearby. So we have Curtis Park, we have Whittier. Um, so it was a really good combination of both commercial and residential. Um, as well as just having a space that was as unique as our concept. So this building has a lot of character to it. Um, you know, we had to go through some pretty intense renovations. There was no heating or air conditioning. The water line was a half inch lead pipe. I mean, there was a million things wrong with the building, um, but we're super glad we ended up here and, and you know, wouldn't pick anywhere else other than Five Points. Well, I'm biased too. You're about five minutes. I'm five minutes east of you guys on 31st. Nice. So I, uh, I I pass you guys like my haircut place is over there, the usual, which is like right that's over there. Goes. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm like every time I passed it. And that's kind of where we kind of got this when we saw it. We were like, I was like, that place look put beer spawn, Damien, to your point with like your the, the banks. I was like, wait, what? I don't know. I'm having a hard time picturing what that involves. Yeah. I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I was just curious. So we usually ask this question for more of our breweries and like the wineries we interview, but I was, I guess, kind of a two-part question. On a weekly basis, how many beers do you guys think you drink at work? And then secondly, how often do you guys actually get to enjoy the soaking and get to go into the spas and enjoy yourselves as well? Yeah, so uh, Damien's more of a, a wine person, no, definitely. Not necessarily. <laughs> not necessarily. Damien, I'm, I'm right there. I've been going through a big wine phase. You can see the, the yeah. picture of wine. Uh, well, I, I think culturally, yes, it is true. Uh, Jessica is right that I grew up uh, sipping some wine when uh, my first time was at 11 years old when they, my grandfather uh, would educate me on how to make sure that uh, I know how to taste something. Uh, which is white. Uh, and so uh, culturally, yes, I grew up that way. Uh, we always pair wine with something to eat. And I eat appetizer, some cheese, some bread meat. Uh, I discovered craft beer when I came in the US for the first time in 2013. Um, well, my first beer was a Bud Light, which I didn't like. Then I had the Budweiser. I liked it a bit more, maybe because <laughs> of the beautiful Labrador maybe. Uh, but then I realized that there is more than that and craft beer. And I actually really enjoyed drinking all of the type of different beers that were very innovative. And you got to be adventurous when you when you drink a, a milk stout coffee, uh, amber milk. Woo! It's so much words next to each other. It's like, is that beer? But um, yeah, so of course, I'm still, I think I would say 60% wine, but I need to eat something with it. That's just my culture. But I still drink right now. I enjoy a good beer, mostly before eating, like as a refreshment um, or with a good burgers or with a good pizza. Uh, so 40% beer, 60% wine. 40% beers, I would say that my favorites are um, those uh, very adventurous blondes that I can find because it's still a bit like European style. I love the Pilsner American style or IPA. Uh, I just discovered AZ IPA like maybe a year ago when we were doing tasting. Yeah. I didn't know what means AZ and yes, now I understand. So uh, I love it. I do not, I, it's so, we're, we're so into making sure that the guests had such a great experience and we're 15 hours a day. So uh, if I drink a beer, it's usually after, after when it's 10 or 11 p.m. 
uh, I wish I could drink a beer at 12 p.m. for my lunch break like we do in France with a glass of wine, but not yet. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. That, well, so so what, um, and this is a little bit of a crystal ball question, but obviously super successful you know, concept. We tried looking at bookings and it's, yeah, like you said, Jessica, like two, three weeks out, which is a great mm -hmm. sign. Clearly something's working. Um, but what does, what does the future look like for you guys? And I know again, big crystal ball with COVID especially, but you know, the next five years, are there expansion concepts or things that you're kind of looking into? Are you trying to get out of the beer spa space and looking somewhere else? You know, what's the next five years look like for you guys? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, so I first want to touch on the COVID thing. So we're super grateful and thankful that we picked this concept because it was really well adapted to the current COVID climate. So when we opened, it was February 26th of this year. Um, and technically, we're a personal service. We're not a bar. Um, so we were at 50%, legally 50% capacity. Given the large space that we have, we can legally have 60 people in this building at a time, which we would never have. Right. Um, so at 50%, we could have 30 people, which was business as usual for us, um, especially because we have the private rooms that are fully cleaned, um, sanitized after each use, and you're in the room with yourself or with whoever you came with. And we also don't have massage therapists or estheticians. So we found that people were more willing to come here um, before they were willing to go back to maybe their normal spas where you have someone giving you a facial, you know, you don't have a mask on, they're a foot away from your face. Um, and just everything being technology enabled um, really allowed us to operate normally without being impacted by any sort of like COVID regulations or restrictions. Um, so with that, you know, we haven't had to take that too much into consideration, like a lot of businesses had as we're looking at expansion plans. Um, but from the very beginning, Damien and I, as we were exploring different business concepts and, and building our idea for the beer spa, um, we did it with scalability in mind. So we were never here to run, you know, a mom and pop beer spa for the rest of our lives. We wanted to create a business that was scalable and that we could really bring across the United States. So um, we recently made the decision to franchise, which we are very excited about. Um, so we're going through the whole legal process right now. There's a whole ton of documentation that we need to do, operating manuals, franchise agreements, franchise disclosure documents. Um, so we're going to take the rest of this year just really doing all of the documentation and paperwork. Um, we've had a lot of guests that have already approached us that are like, hey, this is so cool. I'm from this state. I'd love to franchise. So we've been collecting their contact information and then we'll start entertaining franchisees at the beginning of next year. Um, but this is something that we think could do well really in most major cities throughout the United States. I think the mid-sized cities are really our sweet spot. So places like we were talking about like Austin, Portland, Asheville, um, these more mid-sized markets where you can make more of an impact quickly. Um, but our first couple of, of franchise locations we are going to do here in Colorado because we are um, kind of branching out and doing what not a lot of people do, which is franchising immediately after only having one location instead of doing a, company, a couple of company-owned locations first. So we want to be nearby and we want to be able to be very hands-on with our first franchisees. So we'll start here in Colorado. Um, we've already had propositions for Fort Collins, Boulder, Colorado Springs, obviously any of the the ski towns, your Vales and Breckenridges, um, we think it would do really well. So we'll start here locally in Colorado and then expand nationally. 
Okay. And if you're, if you're, if you have customers that are interested, is it the best way just to like reach out to you guys, go in person, give them your, your contact info or. Yeah, both. So I think, well, first and foremost, people need to experience what the beer spot sure. is. So sure. we would highly encourage them to come try the whole experience, make sure they actually like it, which I'm sure they will. Um, but then yes, they would just reach out to, to Damien or I, we already have a kind of spreadsheet going of the people that are interested. And then as soon as we have all of the more administrative side buttoned up, we'll start reaching out to everyone that's contacted us to start, um, you know, working through that process of vetting potential franchisees. Okay, great. Well, and, and Jessica, Damien, we like to, you know, a lot of this in our podcast is, you know, historically just been us kind of experiencing things in Denver, but it's also, especially with COVID, you know, it's also turned into kind of, you know, wanting to really get the word out on small businesses to really kind of expand and help people, you know, realize what's out there. So we kind of like to finish our episodes with like what we call a 30 second sales pitch. It's not really a sales pitch, but it's more, is there anything that we didn't cover that you want people to know, or is there anything that you just want to talk about? It didn't even have to be beer spot related, but we like to give the last 30 seconds of the interview just to you guys to talk about really anything you guys want. So is there anything you guys want to, to end the episode on? The, the floor is yours. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I would say that uh, the Beer Spain is an amazing place to celebrate life, mm -hmm. uh, friendship, and love, because 60% of our guests are actually coming to celebrate birthday, anniversary, graduation. We are so thrilled when we have a proposal here. We're so thrilled when we have a 21-year-old uh, coming okay. and saying, oh my gosh, I can pour my own beer and bath in beer. The dream come true. <laughs> Right. Um, or even, um, you know, a, a couple uh, that's uh, trying to get away from kids uh, while the man is not into massage and wellness because he's that uh, typical uh, Colorado guy with a beard and he, you know, uh, it's and the woman is super happy to, to go to a day spa finally with him to take it easy. And then we see the man getting out of the tub, like, oh my gosh, what just happened to me? So <laughs> the Beer Spa is a place for everyone to come celebrate life, love, and friendship. That would be my elevation speech. Yeah, I think to Daniel's point, we've had a couple of proposals like in the private beer therapy room. So we have this really special date night setup. Um, so there's candles, rose petals, a box of gourmet chocolates um, that we created in collaboration with Tempered Chocolates over at the Denver Central Market. And then you can get a $30 beverage credit or a bottle of sparkling wine in the room. So um, the oh proposals my. have been really fun. Um, yeah, 21st birthdays. We've had, um, you know, people come here like their last date before someone was going on deployment. Um, so we've yes. had a lot of really fun celebrations. Um, and the cool thing is we've had a ton of first time spa goers as well. Oh, yes. So, you know, the, the guys who typically don't feel comfortable going to a spa, kind of the wife, wife had to drag them here. Um, and then they were actually the one asking to come back and asking if we had a membership. So um, don't be discouraged to bring people if they're yes. not their traditional, you know, spa type of person. This is not a normal spa experience. They don't have to feel intimidated by what's the etiquette or how do I have to act around this person? It's a super casual place. Uh, you know, you just drink beer and hang out in a room. And I think the other really cool thing is it's one of the only spaces where you can have this private environment aside from 
you know, getting a hotel for the night. I mean, anytime you go out to dinner or you go anywhere, you have employees or servers or estheticians like with you right next to you throughout the entire experience, which can kind of um, hinder the relaxation, especially if they want to talk a lot or, you know, you're trying to have an intimate conversation and the server's coming up like, hey, do you want more water? Um, kind of kills the vibe sometimes. But here, you know, it's your own space. No one's going to interrupt you unless you call for room service, which I think is a really unique thing to offer. Yep. Well, guys, well, yeah, thank you guys for, for talking with us today. This was, you know, super informative. Like Andrew said, we're already, I think we're already looking for bookings our, ourselves with our respective uh, significant others. So I, we're, we're excited to go to, to go see you guys and uh, give it a shot. But Everyone, that again is Jessica and Damien. They are the co-owners of the Beer Spa. Jessica and Damien, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>